0: It to me really comes down to your intentionality and also just the situation you are in, because there's a difference between if it's a hobby podcast that you run, or if your podcast is a supplemental lead magnet, lead generating tool for your business, or if you want to be like a full-time content creator, you know, when you think the word YouTuber, that type of content creator. I personally believe that you have a lot more wiggle room when it's a facet of your business and you use it more as a tool versus if you really want to go hard and do a video podcast, absolutely. Chef's kiss, do it. But you have a lot more you need to consider.
1: Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Lead. Where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today on the podcast, we have Sarah. Sarah is part of my team, and she works as a video editor as well as an audio editor And you are going to love the information that she gives on where to get started with all of the shifts happening currently with YouTube and podcasting. Should you have your podcast on YouTube? If you want to go that direction, the things that you need to consider. And the number one thing, which I think she really draws out so nicely is making sure that you are tailoring the conversations to where people are consuming the content but making sure that your content actually helps your audience and is valuable to them. Such a great conversation. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Sarah to the show. Hello, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. Sarah works for me and she's incredible. She's been working on my team for the last two Almost two and a half years now, which is so crazy, crazy banana pants. But Sarah is a expert in video and YouTube and has been working on these platforms for a long time. So I wanted to have her on because there's a lot of changes happening with YouTube and podcasting, and I know you guys have questions. So, Sarah, if you could tell everyone more about your history in this whole space. Hi. Thanks
0: for having me on, Alicia. This is very exciting. So again, I'm Sarah. My history in this whole, like, video YouTube content world goes back even farther than me working in it. I am one of the people who, like, grew up as YouTube was growing up. So, like, I can solidly say I have been on YouTube pretty much every day since, like, 2009. So, yeah, I have been consuming high quality video content and watching how that definition changes. And then I actually went to school for theater and media. So not only continuing to study the media and communications end of the technology, but it led as a natural progression into video and audio editing with my theater training. There's a lot of crossover as far as things to consider. And then beginning of 2020 lolol look at that time frame i decided yeah. <laughs> that i really wanted to pursue specifically video and then come into audio editing as well and i pursued it and
1: here we are short and sweet love it and i think that it's so important to like you said no youtube prefers high quality Video content. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many times I have seen not only newbie podcasters, but also podcast hosts who push this idea hey, we'll put your podcast on YouTube too, as an audiogram. And that's not how you're going to find success on YouTube as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Especially with them shifting into, hey, we want to have more video podcasts. Let's talk stats first before we, because y'all know me. I love statistics. They make me happy. (laughs) Hinted in case you didn't know. In 2021, Edison Research said that 18% of podcast listeners said that they use YouTube more often than podcast apps to listen or watch podcast content that's a very small percentage <laughs> let's just make sure that we like note that and also noting that most of that's probably going to joe rogan quite frankly yeah there are several
0: video predominant podcasts that have gotten really big, but when you say youtube podcast you think joe rogan for better or worse have your opinions we all have them I wouldn't be surprised if most of it is him.
1: I don't think that it is a way for podcasters to get away from editing a good audio quality experience for their listeners, but it may be an additional way to put video content that you are already producing at a high quality level as another way for your audience to watch it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this because it, to me, really comes down to your intentionality and also just the situation you are in. Because there's a difference between if it's a hobby podcast that you run or if your podcast is a supplemental lead magnet, lead generating tool for your business, or if you want to be like a full-time content creator, you know, when you think the word YouTuber, that type of content creator. I personally believe that you have a lot more wiggle room when it's a facet of your business and you use it more as a tool versus if you really want to go hard and do a video podcast, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Chef's kiss, do it. But you have a lot more you need to consider. There are a lot of elements that go into it. Production value is going to be a lot higher. It's going to be a lot more resource intensive. And, you know, I think you can do it at any level, you just have to know what you're
1: expecting. Yeah. So if someone is like, okay, well, what do I need to know <laughs> going into it? Because you said that there's things I need to know. What do I need to know if I'm like really considering with this shift? And we say shift now, right? Mm-hmm. It's March of 2023. And YouTube, in the last two, three weeks, came out with their big push for YouTube podcasts. And they have even specifically said they want video, they want talking heads, they do not want audiograms, they don't want you compiling other videos, they want you to have a video podcast. So if someone's like, look, I'm going to go all in, I will also put in the effort for a good audio experience for the podcast listeners on the apps elsewhere. But if I want to have a good quality video podcast, what do I need to know? So
0: I look at the idea of video podcasting in like three separate tiers. So the first tier, the simplest tier is doing that audiogram of like, here's the audio produced for podcast apps, we're going to slap a logo or a picture over it or do it with the nice little wave picture as an audiogram and just upload it. It's not best practice, but I don't want to demonize it because it's an excellent entry point. Like If you're going, I kind of want to test the waters and see if my audience enjoys having the podcast on YouTube or see if there is an audience that finds it, I don't think you should be afraid to start there. But I would normally recommend starting at what I consider the middle tier, which is Keeping video in mind when you're recording your podcast and with things like Riverside and even just recording on Zoom, which a lot of people do, it's so easy to do that because you're already upfront video side by side, easy enough to download that video file. But that's where you have to start considering production quality, which the big things are obviously content first, always content first. But you have to consider what you're using to record your video, what you're using to record your audio, and what you're using to light your face. Because that's the most important thing about videos. When it's a podcast, you want to look at the hosts or the host and the guest. And you need to be able to have a good representation of your mug so people can see you.
1: (laughs) Yes. And that's so important. And also noting that you might have guests where maybe their background looks great. Maybe their background looks cluttered. And you're like, do I want that reflected on my page? Mm-hmm. You really have to consider that stuff. Whereas like, if it's just audio, it doesn't matter. But if you are going to do that guest interview, let them know up front, hey, I'm recording this on video can you make sure that you have a whatever background or we're going to be adding something post-production or whatever? Like there are obviously ways that you can do that. So I like that idea. And I think that it's important, like you said, to note those different resources, like it's 2023. There are plenty of ways to do this Mm -hmm. in an easy way. And I know this is not something that you specifically use, but I've heard a lot of people, if they were like, okay, that sounds great. But like, how do I slap it together easily? I don't want to learn new tech. I do not want to learn Adobe Premiere like Sarah does. Because like, also, I don't personally. <laughs> Alicia does not want to learn Adobe Premiere. Zero <laughs> desire to do it. That's why I hire Sarah. Please handle it. Kate, okay, thanks. I will pay you. K okay, bye. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn. It's not a platform I want to learn. I'd rather stay in my zone of genius and pay her to be in her zone of genius. And if you're someone who's like, look, I don't have the money or the time to figure out a new Thing. I've heard really great things about Descript. We'll make sure we link it in the show notes. And they have a AI version where they can take out the ums. There says that it makes editing very easy. I used it like three years ago and I know they've made a lot of updates since then, but I hear really good things about the current updates and what it is now. So if you're someone who's like, I want help in figuring this out and I'm willing to put in the time to edit it, to make it good quality, then that might be something that you might be interested in. And one note about that is that the third kind of tier
0: of video podcast that I think of is a video centric podcast, where it can be done, as we're doing now, which is over computer screens, or it can be done when the two hosts, or the host and the guest are able to be in the same room. That's like, Epitome of production value, that's Joe Rogan. You know, he has a dedicated studio with the setup, multiple
1: cameras. Multiple
0: cameras. But the reason I bring that up now is because, in my experience, when you're a listener versus when you're a viewer, you have some leeway. I'll use this one as a specific example, because it's my current obsession podcast. And it's very niche. We can link it in the show notes if we want. But it's the Goulet Pen Company. They're based out of Virginia. And they have the Goulet Pencast. They focus on fine writing instruments, fountain pens, that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Alicia's giving me a look right now. I'm like, nodding. What's what? so
1: cool. Like, <laughs> like, literally, there is a podcast about everything, y'all. I told you guys about the podcast about Pez. Like the little candy dispensers. Incredible. Yeah. There's a whole community of Pez. I was going to say Pez believers, but that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Pez enthusiasts. There you go. (laughs) Like, see, this is what it's like to work with myself (laughs) and my team. We have fun. Okay.
0: But the reason I bring them up is because they are a brilliant example of what a video-centric podcast is. Is It's gone through progressions over the years because it looks like they started it during pandemic era. So, you know, working from home, that sort of stuff. But it's the owner of the company and his best friend who's worked with him since the beginning. And they have a, just a very simple, it is two hosts in a studio sitting in front of the camera and it's an excellent example of like, if you're going to go hard, this is what you need to keep in mind. But in watching their episodes and listening to their episodes, if you look like listen critically and watch critically, you'll notice a lot of ums. You'll notice the time they take to think because when you're in a viewing situation, there's more stimulus going on. So the viewer is going to be a little bit more forgiving, where when it's audio only, you know, you got to catch those ums, you got to take out the coughs and the 50 second laugh tracks of us getting off topic, because you want a nice polished product. But a nice polished product has different expectations, depending on your medium.
1: Yes, and also your personality too, right? And like keeping in mind how you want your brand to show up, So if you're someone who does want a very polished, to the point video podcast, then great. But if you are someone, like we have a client where she will say, I want to keep some of my ums in. I want it to feel very authentic. I want it to feel like this person is sitting next to me and I'm having a conversation with them. Great. (laughs) like That's perfectly okay with us. And we're Fine with that as long as it aligns with your audience and what they expect, and also with how you want your brand to be portrayed. Absolutely. What else should we be considering, if anything else, in this shift to video podcasting? Even though like video podcasting has been around, but YouTube's emphasis on it currently. YouTube has always been an experiment. And so this is just another
0: era. (laughs) Hello, Google. (laughs) Hello, Google. No, I mean, like, again, just anecdotally, having been a serious user of the platform since like my middle school days in 2009, not to reveal too much about my age, but seeing the major platform shifts, they're trying it out because they want to keep up. And we'll see how it goes. To start with, my personal expectations are very low because this is going to happen in stages. The stage we're at right now on what is today, March 30th of 2023, uh, like uh, Alicia mentioned earlier, we're about a month into, oh, YouTube is doing podcasts. How's that going to work? As of right Mm -hmm. now, it is very much the same as videos are right now. The way you have a podcast on YouTube is you take... Either your existing like podcast videos or the videos you want to be considered your podcast or adding new ones. And you you essentially put them in a playlist that is then tagged as a podcast playlist. And you go in the same way you would on any other sort of host. You've got the title, you've got the cover, you've got your main meta description of what this podcast is all about. But each episode is a video. It is just like a regular YouTube playlist. And as a first step, that's great just start getting the technology out there, start getting people aware of it. And as of right now, I know it's only available in the U S but there's youtube.com slash podcasts, which it's functioning as another homepage basically. And it's going to give you suggestions based off your, your regular YouTube watching experience, but of things that are actual podcasts and also things that are just longer form content that could be considered a podcast because we're still at the very early Mm. stages. So right now, the big thing, it's about organizing your content. If you already have your podcast up on YouTube, this is just a better way to organize it and categorize it for it to potentially get featured or for people to find it. I fully expect, and we have some confirmation uh, from the higher ups of what they want to do, that It's never going to switch over to being like a Spotify where it's just audio. It's always going to be video focused, but they are hoping to do RSS feed and be able to act kind Mm -hmm. of as an actual hosting place instead of having to pull it from somewhere else. We're going to see changes and it's just going to depend on how people react to it. On a side note, I am a bit of a weird case in that I really enjoy like listening to Twitch streams and, you know, the like six hour lo-fi music while you work kind of stuff. So I think I would be a good candidate, but I don't know how many people are going to fall into that category.
1: Yeah, especially considering that only, what did I say, 18% of people were watching currently. And like, that's really not a lot of podcast listeners.
0: One thing I think about is I know so many people that podcasts or by extension, audiobooks too, that's their commute time. That's their I'm cooking or I'm doing other stuff and I want to be engaging with this content, especially for commutes. YouTube podcasts doesn't make sense. Mm-mm, that's dangerous uh in others <laughs> <That's> not safe <laughs> that's not safe in other situations it makes more sense but it's going to be tough for the people who use it as a while well, i'm doing other things to utilize youtube podcasts so again the great youtube experiment we'll just have to see what happens
1: yeah we'll definitely have to just stay in the loop and maybe we'll have to have you back on in three or four months, see where it's at mm-hmm. and give everybody an update on what's going on. Because I think that it's so important that we're able to give our audience this information, keep them up to date, but also as a production company, it's important for us to know <laughs> what's going on because we do have clients who have video first style podcasts, but we are very strategic in ensuring that the audio experience for those podcast listeners who are using podcast listening apps. We edit that stuff separately because of this, because we understand that YouTube needs one thing and the podcast listener needs something else. Mm -hmm. So make sure that as you're considering these things and what Sarah's brought today, first of all, don't feel overwhelmed. It's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See if it's right for you. If it's a good fit, if it's not, it's not. And that's okay. (laughs) Like stay in your lane, do your thing, do what's working. But if you're someone who's like, look, I want to show up on video more and this is maybe the way to do it, and it feels good, go ahead with your bad self. If you're like, look, I do not want to show up on video one more freaking time, (laughs) then don't. I'm personally in that camp. Like, I'm done showing my face, guys. You guys don't need to see my face. It's fine. You can hear my lovely voice. It's perfect. (laughs) I'm a big proponent of
0: finding your one or two channels that you rock and just own them. You don't have to do everything. And there was like, I'm specifically thinking of social media. There was a time where do all the things. No, Mm -mm. find where your people tend to spend their time and exist and find where that links up with where your comfort level is and what platforms you like to use and exist in those spaces. Like the internet is vast. There's a lot of time and attention and people to go around You don't have to feel like you have to spread yourself thin. One thing I do want to bring up while we're talking about that, though, is I'm also Mm -hmm. a big proponent of this is a situation of yes, but. So yes, do a video podcast, but only if you have the capacity. And when I say capacity, going back to what we said earlier, I mean, the willingness and ability to do it yourself Or the resources to bring someone else on, whether that's hiring a new person to do it for you or adding it to an existing employee's workload and giving them a raise to do it. You do not have to, but if you're going to, make sure you're ready to do it because it's an investment.
1: Yeah. And it is something that deserves to be paid well, right? Absolutely. Like it's not something that you can just slap together and be like, yeah, I'm a video editor now. (laughs) No. Guys, I told you, Sarah knows Adobe Premiere. Not interested <laughs> in knowing that. It like, It's too complex for me. And I know a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know? I'm like, no, thank you. Yes, make sure that you hire someone, pay them well for the work that they're doing, and that it is aligned with what you're looking to do with your show. Is there anything else that you feel like we missed in this conversation that we should address before we sign off?
0: I think the only other thing is that always content first. Like it doesn't matter what platform you're on, whether it's audio, whether it's video, you want the content to be good and you want it to be the focus, whether you're doing a scripted show or an interview show, or it's you as a host going off the cuff, that is first and foremost. But then your second consideration, again, regardless of the platform should be your sound. Even though it's really tempting to be like, oh my God, I'm doing a video podcast. I have to go buy the best camera, buy the best lights, get all the colors, buy a nice green screen to have behind me. Slow down, take a deep breath, make sure the way you're capturing your audio is rock solid. Which, if you're already doing a podcast, you should have rock solid equipment. But it has been shown that video viewers are more forgiving of video quality than they are of audio quality. So make sure your sound is good.
1: Yeah, that's such an important reminder. Thank you. Sarah, where can everybody find you other than over at (laughs) GalatiMedia.com? Where can everyone find you, send you a DM if they're like, I have a question.
0: Instagram is going to be the best way. I will admit lately, I have been on a little bit of a social media detox, taking it really light, but I'm also in the middle of revamping my Instagram. So it might look different depending on when you go back, but uh, you can find me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, J Conard, C-O-N-A-R-D.
1: Awesome. And we'll make sure that we link that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been great.
0: Yeah, I love being able to talk about it. You know, it's, it's fun to be able to sit and share the information that you have.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it want to send me a message my favorite place to hang out is instagram you can find me at alicia let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode and don't forget turning those listeners into leads is actually easy